This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. We are at the press conference of the Sharjah Art Foundation's Sharjah Biennial 15 with Sheikh Anwar. Thinking historically in the present. What does that mean? Um, thinking historically in the present is the title of this year's biennial. This year also coincides with 30 years of Sharjah Biennial and it was the best time to think historically in the present. Uh, thinking historically in the present as a concept was conceived by the curator uh, and thinker Okwi Enwezor, um, who was initially supposed to curate the biennial um, and passed away, unfortunately. And uh, Sheikh Ahur, our uh, director of Sharjah Foundation, continued um, his kind of curatorial concept. Uh, thinking historically in the present looks at really important themes in our time and, and in our time. Um, the biennial talks about uh, themes of post-colonialism, uh, restitution, uh, land, um, environmental issues, all of the issues and all the topics that are very, t- very timely right now that we're all talking about. Um, and we are talking about all of these important things through the works of over 150 artists. Uh, we have about over 300 artworks in uh, 19 different venues in five towns. So we're in central Sharjah, um, Hamriya, Khurfakan, Kalba, and al for the first time. Um, in all of the venues that we're placing artworks or we're doing something for the biennial, we are making sure that the projects will live on. So we're trying as much as we can to really work within the city and work with communities. Um, we're working with the municipalities and the town planning department. So we're not just putting up an exhibition, we're also landscaping, we're also putting up playgrounds. We're thinking of all of it um, and making sure that the, the biennial When people come to see the, bi- the biennial, they're also experiencing Sharjah as an emirate. They're spending time in all of these different places. There's over 70 commissions. Um, the commissions are the works that are specifically made for the biennial. Um, they're the largest and most impressive works. That's not to say that the whole biennial is not impressive, but there are a number of works that are really large-scale projects that were made possible with the support of other organizations that we've worked with. Um, we have hundreds of people coming through from all around the world. We're so happy to have all of these people with us. Um, we're happy to be able to celebrate this important event, this anniversary. And we're also very happy to be able to continue the legacy of Sharjah Biennial. So the curatorial process must have been difficult. We have, or at least you have, over 100 artists. You said that you have many, many exhibitions ongoing. How did that process go? Because I'm pretty sure it's the 30th anniversary and there are many ideas in mind and you want to also create a bang as well. So how did that go on? Um, the curatorial process was very interesting for this biennial because the original curator had passed away and passed and asked Hura um, Qasimi to continue uh, his project basically. Um, and he had left us with an outline of ideas and specific names, just some names. Um, what happened was we formed a working group with some of his close collaborators And the working group served as a sounding board to help us think of the artists um, that Okri would, would have wanted to commission or wanted to commission. And based on the specific themes that he left us with, um, we had a list of keywords. Um, there's about 70 keywords. 
actually maybe more. We had a list of keywords. Uh, so there's a list of keywords that we used as a starting point for all the projects and all of the artists had this list of words and from then their project started. Um, because we didn't want to make a bang because it was a 30th edition. We, but we, what we really wanted to do was to make sure that we would honor the legacy of Okui, that we would do justice to the 30th anniversary, the 15th edition of Sharjabainio, and that it wouldn't be, we really wanted to decentralize it. So we wanted to make sure that it's not in one place and then the rest of the parts of Sharjah don't have as much attention or that they're considered off-sites. We don't use that term anymore. Um, we wanted there to be equal weight across all of the venues so that wherever you are and wherever you're going and wherever you live in Sharjah, you have something to see. We're programming throughout for the, fourth, uh, for the four months. Um, and we had a bit of a break because we were planning this before COVID. Um, and it meant that it gave us more time to research. Uh, Sheikh Ahud was traveling throughout. She went to Australia. She went, she went across the world to meet with artists, to sit in their studios. I think people don't, don't really um, know how much work goes into putting together a biennial because it's not an event. It's much more than that. You're working with artists, so we're creating everything from the grounds up. Um, so there was a really long process involved, but it's been so great to be able to see the works come to life. And it's something that we've literally been working on for three years. Um, to see people in person, to see works that we've seen on Zoom in people's studios, finally in Sharjah, and to see the works that are being built, that were being built here, um, ready and kind of, you know, we've kind of given them a life now. So it's really exciting. Speaking about giving something life, you have actually, as Sharjah Art Foundation, you have refurbished and brought to life a lot of areas that were, I don't want to use the word dead, but they have been kind of dead. For example, I believe there was a kindergarten and the Kalba Ice Factory as well. So what inspired Charge Art Foundation to do this for the biennial? It's, I think a lot of people don't realize that as an art foundation, we do a lot of restoration. We save old buildings. We do a lot of things that typical art institutions don't do which makes it very exciting and sometimes very complicated. Um, but it's important for us to make sure that we're using buildings that have historic importance and that have a certain history to them. And when I say historic, I mean, of course, heritage houses are historic, but buildings from the 70s and 60s are also part of our history. Um, and just as buildings from the 80s and 90s are going to be part of the younger generation's history as well. So it's important for us to keep these buildings. There are cases where we know that if we don't use a certain building, it's going to lock down. It's going to get locked down. So there's a certain kind of lobbying that we do where we put up artworks or include, an, include a building as part of an exhibition. And then we're able to convince everybody that actually it's a great space. People are coming here. People like it. And we get to save it. Um, but also in a lot of instances, we look at buildings that have a cultural significance, that have a certain memory within members of the community. Uh, the Kalba Kindergarten, for example, is one of the oldest kindergartens in Kalba. Almost everybody in Kalba went there. So it means a lot for the residents. And a lot of people have been kind of calling us up and saying they're so excited that we've kept it and that we're using it. Um, and it's a great space. It's such, it has so much character and soul. And, you know, art is not just something that you put in brand new gallery spaces. It, it, there are certain things that need to live outside and need to live in different spaces. So it's important for us to have venues that have all of these different characteristics 
The Kalba Ice Factory is, we're going to use it for the first time after its renovation. So it's a beautiful, beautiful building as it is. Um, but we've renovated it. We worked with 51 architects from uh, Lima, Peru. And the building now has an extension. Um, it has a residency space. So artists and hopefully in the future people can stay there overlooking the mangroves. The building itself as a factory space is stunning. There's so much space in it and it's made to show large scale works of art, which you will see in the Biennial. I think some of the most, you'll see some of the most impressive works in that space. Um, and there's also a beautiful walkway and a cafe. And I think it's important for us that when we're renovating these buildings or using these older buildings, that we're also thinking of the communities around them. So Kalba has a garden, like we, we're in all of the spaces that we renovate, we make sure that we also provide things that are, that have, that w we provide services or we provide things that the community will need. So that goes from a garden to a playground, to a parking lot, to shading and benches and outdoor furniture and everything. Now, the Sharjah Biennial 15 is an invitation for everybody to come over and think about their past, present, and future. So some people might regard this as something that is only for the art community, even though you have mentioned the ways the Sharjah Art Foundation tried to include the community in it. But for a regular person, what can you tell them? An individual that might not be into art or might have not thought of those uh, various critical themes, what can you tell them to invite them to Sharjah Biennial 15? I mean, come and see great art by some of the world's leading artists and also discover art by artists that people maybe haven't heard of. Um, it's an experience. You don't have to know or like art to attend a biennial or any art exhibition, actually. Um, it's an experience and it's a moment when art moves you, whether you like it or not, whether you enjoy it or not, whether it makes you happy or sad or angry or confused. It's a moment. It's a feeling. Um, but definitely come to the biennial pick up a guidebook, find our uh, wonderful guides and visit visitor services team and ask for a tour. We have hourly tours throughout the opening week from the 7th to the 12th. The best way to get to know more about art is through a tour, but you can also pick up a guidebook and wander on your own. Um, there's plenty of things to see, even if you're not into art. We have an amazing music program that we're going to launch soon with some really exciting names, which I can't disclose at the moment, but really really big names and really exciting performances coming up. We also have a film program. So there's a lot of different things that you can see that are not specifically in the, like, that are not specifically an exhibition, um, but there's something for everybody. Um, and just come and have a good time, you know? Um, enjoy the Kalba Ice Factory. Um, discover the clinic in Al that's never been used before. We've used a medical clinic and converted it to an art space. It's pretty amazing. So there's a lot of those things that people can just come and discover. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.